Time has come for us to prepare our hearts and minds as far as worship is concerned. We're certainly delighted and elated for those who are making their way in, as well as those of you all who are watching us on our Zoom congregation, on Facebook Live, on YouTube. We want to welcome you to the first installment of Thankful Thursday. And we're certainly delighted and elated um, about what the Lord is going to do, our preacher is in the process of arriving. I want you to do me this favor as we prepare to start our worship service. If you're watching us online, on Facebook, YouTube, or in our live chat room on our church website, we want to welcome you to St. Paul Online. Our digital ministers and social media influencers are ready to engage you this evening. And we want you to do us this favor. If you would, share this experience with others. We want to get our viewership numbers as possible. So if you're on Facebook, share this video on your personal timeline. You can tag people you want to invite to this post. If you're on YouTube, subscribe to our YouTube channel and then text the link of this worship service to the personal network. And if you're in the chat room on our church website, click the invite button in your chat window and share this experience with others. And also, I want you to do me one more favor. If you're watching us on social media. Uh, if you would, just put in the chat where you're watching us from, be it Charlotte or anywhere in the country. Amen. We're looking forward to the Lord doing something uh, absolutely wonderful and amazing as far as this first installment of Thankful Thursday. I'm going to ask that Dr. Monica Redman 
will come. She's going to lead us as far as our worship experience is concerned. And let's give God the praise. Let me just mention that also we want you to understand that the cameras will be roaming. So we want to make sure you all are connected and engaged in worship. Dr. Redmond, would you come? Those of you who are worshiping with us inside, would you stand? This is the day that the Lord has made. Oh, come on. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. When I think about last year, where I was and where I am today, I'm lifting my voice to God. Anybody want to lift their voice to God? Anybody thankful tonight? Come on, let's put our hands together because we are thankful. This is our thankful Thursday worship experience. And so I don't know about you. I can think of 1,000, 10,000 things to thank the Lord for. So we want all of us to engage tonight in thanking God for his many blessings. Come on, let's put our hands together. Our choir is going to come and we will continue in our worship. Oh, oh, oh. 
Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We will lift him up. Listen, I am looking in the chat window now. I'm looking in the streams on YouTube, Facebook, and our church website. And I am curious where everyone is watching us. Let us know what city and state that you are watching us from right quick. I want to read our scripture tonight. It is found in Psalm 95. If you have your Bible, please turn with us to Psalm 95. Beginning with verse number one, it reads like this. Oh, come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout joyfully to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving. Let us shout joyfully to him with psalms. For the Lord is the great God and the great King above all gods. In his hand are the deep places of the earth. The heights of the hills are his also. The sea is his, for he made it. And his hands formed the dry land. Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our maker. For he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you will hear his voice, would you bow your heads for just a moment? Let us go to God in prayer. Our Father and our God, Lord, we come before you. We come before you with thanksgiving in our hearts and praise upon our lips. God, we come into your worship center. God, this is your house. Oh God, this is your house. And God, because this is your house, we know that you're already here. We don't have to invite you to come here. God, we know you're already here. We just ask, oh God, that you would invoke your presence upon every, every place in this sanctuary. For those individuals who are watching us on live stream, those who are watching us on YouTube, God, I pray that you would invoke your presence upon where they are sitting right now. God, we say thank you. Thank you, oh God, that you are here. And because you're here, oh God, you are here to see about us. So God, we just ask that you sit down in our praise and worship today. Sit down as we lift you up. Sit down, oh God, as we just praise your name. As we begin to talk about all of the great things you have done for us. God, sit down. Sit down, God, as we sing. Sit down as we pray. Be with us, oh God, during this hour as the preacher so preach. Be with him, oh God, as he stands. Allow his words to be your words. And those words will go forward and not come back to your void. For that, God, we say thank you. Thank you for invoking your presence today. Thank you, oh God, for invoking your presence in this space. Thank you for invoking your presence on the wise, wide world. Oh God, we thank you. Thank you, oh God, in the name of Jesus, because we know you are here. And because you are here, oh God, we just lift our hands. We lift our hands and we lift our voices praising you. Oh God, we lift our hands and 
We lift our voices because we know that it is because of you that we are here. God, we ask that you be glorified. Be glorified tonight in everything that is said and done. In everything that is said and done. As the choir sings. As the preacher preaches. Oh God, we know that you're going to be here. Now God, in the name of Jesus. Just invoke your presence upon this place in such a large way. And just in such a mighty way, oh God. That we're going to leave here. We're going to leave here after the benediction. We're going to leave here knowing that we have been in your presence. God, we give you the honor. We give you the praise for what we know is going to happen in this room. We thank you, oh God, that as we sing, oh God, the demons are going to tremble. The devil is going to be mad. But God, we know you're going to be glorified. Oh God, invoke your presence. Invoke your presence. Move, oh God, up and down every aisle. Move in this pulpit. Move in the choir stand. Move, oh God, in such a way that somebody that didn't think you were real. Oh God, they're going to know you're real tonight. Oh God, they're going to know it. They're going to know it because they're going to feel you. God, we love you. We honor you in the name. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. In the name, hallelujah. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Amen. Come on and put those glad hands together. If you believe that the Lord has heard this prayer, put your hands together. God, move in this place in such a way, in such a way that somebody's life is turned around. Hallelujah. Oh God, thank you. Thank you. You may have your seats in his presence. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord.
somebody right now and I know that it is a cold Thursday night but can somebody in your own imitable way celebrate and give our God the praise he so richly and rightfully deserve I know it's cold outside I know it's cold outside I know those that are watching us online it's cold wherever you are right now but can you just put your hands together give God the praise down deep in your soul for what God has done and for what God can do and for what God will do. We have a lot to be thankful for. Let me try that one more time. We have a lot to be thankful for. Let me try that one more time for the Holy Ghost. We have a lot to be thankful for. Amen. Amen. This is our first Thursday, thankful Thursday, as far as services are concerned. And one of the things that we want to do with great intentionality is to give God thanks. And so I believe that we have a video 
that is prepared to share at this moment. And then I'm going to come with a couple of announcements and move as far as our uh, offering is concerned. I want to get this preacher up so he can share with us what the Lord has laid on his heart. members here for about four to five years. Um, We initially moved from out of state and were searching for churches um, and looking for a church home. And on a Sunday afternoon, um, I was in the car listening to the radio and I I happened to hear Pastor Scott preaching. And uh, I got home in which my wife was looking at me kind of crazy because I stayed in the car. It was the middle of the summer. And I, I told her I just wanted to sit there and finish listening to that particular message at the time because it touched me. Um, And afterwards, I made sure to find out exactly what church it was and and ask my wife if we could attend. Um, Throughout the course of that time, we would come to St. Paul uh, and then we would go check out other churches. And those churches would give us a portion of, you know, what our our souls were yearning for, but we'd always come back to St. Paul. Uh, And for me, I like to tend to look at signs and people's nonverbal communication. At the time, my son Thaddeus would come with us when we attended. And uh, it was one Sunday where he essentially just, you know, got into the service and was clapping and standing and waving his hands. And to me, that was a sign from God that this was the church for our family. Um, So that was what brought us to St. Paul and and brought us to membership and discipleship here. I'm thankful for my family, for my wife, uh, for my daughter and for our youngest son. Uh, they definitely keep perspective in place for us in uh, constant praise and thanks to God for bringing them into this world helping. For those that know our story or don't, we, we lost a child in 2017. Uh, he was a few months shy of being two years old and our first child. Uh, so that was a, a trying time for us, but through the course of that where it may seem that you been given opportunity after opportunity to give up. Uh, We didn't, right? So my wife was a a strong, faithful person prior to the losing of our son. And with me, I've grown up in church, um, so my my grandfather, who was a pastor, has instilled a a lot of Bible knowledge in in me. However, after uh, the the loss of our child, I became more of the faithful one. Uh, my, my wife's faith was broken and God just put on my heart, this is your opportunity to lead your family as the head of the household. Uh, and throughout the course of that time, I learned a few things. One, I referenced a lot of Job and how he lost everything that mattered in his life and how he was downtrodden, but he never questioned God and who God was. Um, so in the midst of that, I never questioned God. I looked to Job for that faith to continue on in our journey. And I also learned how to, to pray um, genuinely, right? Like in this particular time, I was angry with God, with what was going on, just as Job was. I never questioned his authority, his power, and his plan over our life. Uh, but I had to learn to express those emotions to God that God already knew was there. Um, the hurt, the anger, the pain, to be able to, to express that to God. But then at the end, give him all the power and the glory for for still keeping us. So it really enriched my faith, um, giving me those examples within the Bible to look to in those tough times, but also just built the prayer life and allowed for me to to lead our family in the way God intended. And for that, 
always I'm, I'm thankful. It has been a complete paradigm shift for our family. Um, it's nothing like looking at your two children that look exactly like the child that you lost. Uh, so that could be trying, but it's still a blessing as well. It's just God's way of, of letting us know that our son's purpose was served. He came on this earth. He did God's will. He made us better people. And then he sent along his brother and sister as their guardian angel to continue to watch over them and to help to mend our hearts as well. That's us. That's testimony, right? The test and, and the trial that comes along with it. I'm thankful for St. Paul um, from Dr. Scott on down. It's, it's been tremendous to build this family. I mean, we literally joined the church the following Sunday after our son passed, after talking to Dr. Scott about having the, the funeral here. And ironically, it was planned for us to join the church around that time anyway. Um, but just his openness and willingness to allow for us to to lay our child to rest in what was considered his church home. Um, the many families that have clung to us in that time frame and have become family, the, the marriage ministry that has allowed for us to, to be a part and welcome us with open arms. It's just been amazing to feel the love throughout that and the continued love and, and growth that we have with everyone here at St. Paul. So we definitely thank you all for being a part of our village, being a part of our journey and continuing to help us to grow in Christ. Can you do me a favor? Come on, let's celebrate Brother Graves and his lovely family. What an inspiration, um, particularly from uh, one of our young adults. What an inspiration. And I have just thoroughly been impressed with he and uh, Sister Graves and how with an incredible sense of loss, how they have navigated and really, in a sense, strengthened their faith. And all of this was still happening, even in the midst of a pandemic. And, and so I, I just want to thank them and I want to thank him for taking the risk to share his testimony. And of course, um, uh, a couple Sundays ago, we, we dedicated um, their newborn. And so God continues to prove that God is God. And beside God, there is no, no other. So can you help me to celebrate the graves one more time? Amen. Amen. Well, listen, we're going to move uh, our worship service along. And for those that are watching us online and for those that are in the house, thank you so very much for taking time out of your schedule to join us for our Thankful Thursday. Just a few things I want to share with you and put on your heart as we move forward as far as our worship service is concerned. Um, Thanksgiving giveaway is going to be on Saturday and Sunday as far as the drop-off is concerned, November the 13th and the 14th. We're preparing to participate in the Belmont Neighborhood Thanksgiving Food Basket Giveaway. We're asking that you will bring to the church 10 items either on Saturday, November the 13th, after the Men of Valor virtual meeting, or Sunday, November the 14th, during our morning worship service. And here are the items we're asking that you bring. The canned items, green beans, collard greens, corn, sweet potatoes, carrots, cranberry sauce, and condensed soup, chicken, mushroom, or celery. If you have box items, please bring cornbread, stuffing mix, bisquick, instant potatoes, and rice. 
Our giveaway date is going to be Saturday, November the 20th. And please note that as we prepare for this event, the St. Paul Food Pantry will only be open for distribution on Wednesday, November the 10th from 8 a.m. to noon. So we wanted to let you all know that. Um, and I want to let Reverend Bernie know that my family and I, we got our items already. So we're governing ourselves accordingly. Also, just to let you all know that for those, as we continue to navigate during our week and create new rhythms, we have this thing called Sermon Conversations. You can sign up. It's a new iConnect group here at St. Paul. We are hosting five small groups organized by Life Stages. And each week, uh, they're going to take the transcript of my sermon that I share from the book of James and uh, talk about how to live out those sermons as far as your everyday reality is concerned. You can register on our church webpage or through the links on our Facebook page on our main church page. And if you have any questions, contact Reverend Brenda Richardson here at the church. Amen. Um, also, just want to remind you all, I did noon TNT today. We will have a replay of Bible study on tomorrow at 7 o'clock. And you can join in as far as that is concerned. And we don't want you to forget that this weekend, Daylight Saving Time's in. So um, before you go to bed on Saturday night, fall back one hour. Amen. Amen. Fall back one hour. You, you may come to church early if you don't fall back, uh, but we ain't going to let you in until it's proper time. Amen. Amen. So fall back so you can make sure that you're here at church on time. So we'll be gaining an hour as far as um, this weekend is concerned. As we prepare to move forward with our worship experience, um, it is time to give. And as we prepare to give uh, for those that are in the house, as well as those that are watching us online, there are basically three ways that you can give. The first one is by, of course, uh, sending your check or money order to the church at 1401 Allen Street, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28205, or you can call the church office um, and uh, drop off your cash check or money order at 704-334-5309. Call, make sure someone is here at the church to receive your offering, and we're going to place it uh, in the safe and to be part of the following Sunday's count. The other thing that you can do as far as giving is go to our church website, either ACS or Church Life. You can give there, or you can give through the app called Givelify. You can download that app to your smart device, connect it to your favorite credit card, and in three clicks, you can give. So on tonight, we have no specified amount we're asking for. I want you to give from a place of gratitude. I want you to give from a place of gratefulness. Uh, I'm going to give $100. Uh, I am more than grateful for what God has done. But I want you to give from a place of gratitude. I am discovering that if you think about what God has done for you, and if you can't think of anything that God has done for you, don't give. But if you can think about what God has done for you, I want you to give from that per place of gratefulness, of gratitude. And so as we prepare to give, I want you to do me this favor for those that are online and those that are in the house. If you would, I want you to take your offering. And if you're able, take it, put it in your right hand. We want to give God what's right, not what's left. And let's go to the Lord in prayer. 
God, we come and we thank you right now for the wonderful opportunity, our first thankful Thursday, to be a blessing as far as your work here at St. Paul is concerned. God, if you would, in your own sovereign way, take these gifts of ours, multiply them in a Godful way, so that your work, your word, your witness, and your worship will go forth through the tribe known as St. Paul. Uh, have your way, oh God, and multiply our gifts in a Godful way. And then, God, if you would, continue to empower us to be a blessing to others. It's in the name of your son, Jesus Christ, we pray, and in his name we claim it done. Amen. Amen. For those that are in the house, if you would, if you have a physical offering, there's a basket on the seat in front of you. You don't even have to touch the basket. Just drop the offering in the basket that is closest to you. And you can give as far as that is concerned. Amen. 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 Well, my brothers and sisters, it's preaching time. And we have a preacher in the house tonight. This is his first time coming to the St. Paul Church. But trust me, after you hear him tonight, you'll be saying, Pastor, when is he going to come back? Uh, he is none other than I call him a nephew of the faith. He's the Reverend Dr. Willie Dwayne Franchard III, a native of Galveston, Texas. He is a 2009 Phi Beta Kappa graduate of Morehouse College uh, with a um, bachelor with emphasis on history and religion. Uh, he is also a graduate of Harvard University Divinity School. Uh, and he received the highest academic recognition there and served as this class 2012 commencement speaker. And he is also a graduate of Emory University where he has earned a doctor of ministry degree at the Candler School of Theology. He is a gifted preacher, gifted preacher. And he has been serving the Mount Zion Baptist Church of Pleasantville, New Jersey for six years. Prior to going to uh, Mount Zion in Pleasantville, New Jersey, uh, he served as an associate pastor with one of my good friends and fraternity brother, Dr. Uh, Michael Waldron. And then also before going there at First Corinthian Baptist Church in Harlem, he served um, as the minister of Christian education and discipleship with another good friend of mine, the Reverend Dr. Marcus D. Cosby. One thing that I like about... Um, Dr. Francois is that he takes not only preaching and teaching, but being a disciple of Jesus Christ seriously. Uh, and he lives at the intersection of faith, spirit, and life. And uh, he's one that I said that has an aristocracy of the mind, but he has never lost the common touch. Um, he is an author. And for those of us that are associate ministers here, we have his work. And that is a book he co-authored with Reverend Dr. Martha Simmons, Christian Minister Manual for, for the Pulpit and Public Square of all for all denominations. And not only that, but he is a charter core team member of Black Lives Matter for Atlantic City. He is an activist. He is a scholar. He is a preacher. He is a father. But more importantly than that, he is a child of God and he is a preacher of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so I want to present to the St. Paul Baptist Church. Oh yeah, George, by the way, he's a member of your know, fraternity or something like that. Yeah, all right, I, I had to make sure I got that in. 
But uh, in all seriousness, I want to present to some and introduce to others uh, my friend, preacher extraordinaire. Uh, he's going to bless you in a tremendous way, the Reverend Dr. Willie Dwayne Francois III. Pray for him, pray with him, as the Lord will use him in a mighty and a magnificent way. And uh, after uh, we have our next selection, the next voice you will hear will be that of the pastor of the Mount Zion Baptist Church, Pleasantville, New Jersey. Glory, face to face, face to face. 
everybody say your spirit your spirit lives within me so I will walk in your your spirit lives within me your spirit lives within me my victory my victory your spirit your spirit lives within me so I will walk in your peace your spirit lives within me Thank you.
Amen. This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be made glad in it. If you're excited about being in worship tonight, would you give God glory all over the building, all over your homes, wherever you're worshiping today, whether in this space or your space, will you just give God glory? For God is good and our God is faithful. There's none like our God in all the earth and that is worthy. That's an invitation. That's a compulsion to give God great praise wherever you are. Will you turn either your pew or turn your house into a sacred space for you and God? Just you and God, you and God, you and God. Doesn't matter who else is around. It's between you and God. That's what your worship is. Your worship is an audience of one. And we thank God for the praise privilege even to be together and worship the God of our creation and the God of our creativity. What a gift it is to be in worship tonight. Can we thank God for God? Can we also thank God for your pastor? Uh, what a gift he is to the entire nation. And I'm excited to uh, to be able to call him uncle, to be able to call him uh, someone uh, that, that I can trust so many things about my life with. Uh, it's always good to have people like that, elders in the ministry, uh, who are willing to invest in in you, whatever stage you are in ministry. So I do thank you, uh, uncle, for not just the gift of sharing here, today but but the gift that you've been over the years over the years I think I mentioned 2010 it's been a, it's been a minute uh, but I'm so grateful uh, that God has allowed you to be in my life can we thank God for this music ministry that has blessed us uh, the musical precision with which they worship God uh, is 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 superior and I thank God uh, for being able to preach in a service that had singing like this. I'll be clear. Uh, I've heard it said, other people say it, and I know it is true. Good singing is not in every church. And so you have good preaching in your pastor, good singing in this music ministry, even in this praise team configuration. Uh, and you have a lot to be grateful for. What a blessed church uh, the St. Paul family is here in, in Charlotte. There's a word found in the Gospel of Luke. Luke chapter 17. Luke chapter 17, on this first thankful Thursday, I draw our attention to that 11th verse in the 17th chapter of the Gospel of Luke. I'll be reading from the New Revised Standard Version of the Bible. If it's your custom to stand for the reading of the word, I invite you to do so as we read this, this familiar, fairly familiar pericope. Luke chapter 17, commencing at verse 1. When you have it, will you say amen? amen? If you're at home, will you put in the chat, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready. Luke chapter 17. You'll find these words uh, translated from Greek into English at verse 11. On the way to Jerusalem, Jesus was going through the region between Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered the village, ten lepers approached him, keeping their distance. They called out saying, Jesus, Master... Have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said to them, go and show yourselves to the priest. And as they went, they were made clean. When one of them, when he saw that he was healed, he turned back, praising God with a loud voice. He prostrated himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus asked, were not ten made clean, but the other nine, where are they? Was none of them found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? 
And he said to him, get up, go on your way. Your faith has made you well. Get up, go on your way. Your faith has made you well. But time is ours to share this evening. I want us to think on the thought, a new lease on life. A new lease on life. Get up. Go on your way. Your faith has made you whole. Your pastor introduced me by naming that I am a graduate of Morehouse College. There's something about those red clay hills in Atlanta, Georgia, where men are begotten uh, that has registered with me uh, for so long. One of those reasons is because while I was a student at Morehouse, I was introduced to the sociological genius of a brother by the name of W.E.B. Du Bois. Du Bois, he writes a book in 1903 entitled The Souls of Black Folk. And it's in this seminal piece of literature, this this piece of this picture of what it means to be black in America. He, Du Bois, explains that the problem of the 20th century is the problem of the color line. And I know because we have been woke for at least a little while, at least over the last 19 months since the killing of George Floyd, that many of us can be clear that the problem of the 20th century has spilled over into the 21st century because we are still dealing with the problem of the color line. That is America's institutional way of telling black people, brown people to stay in your place, stay on your side of town, stay Stay in your schools, stay in your neighborhoods, stay in your churches. It is the problem of the color line that allows uh, certain segments of society to perceive that they own uh, the entirety of society and can marginalize and box and lock people in the places where they want them to go. In 1903, he wrote about the problem of uh, the color line. But what's interesting that as I continue to read that book and he talks about about the the kind of complicated nature of what it means to be both black and American at the same time that the boys he raises a question that he says all black people in 1903 lived with and I can imagine that even those of us who are living plushly in Charlotte have possibly found opportunities to raise the same question that the boys raised and that is that he says black people wrestle with the question of how does it feel to be a problem now he does not raise and maybe maybe I said that too quickly but he does not raise the question of what does it feel like to have problems because I'm very clear everybody in this space understands what it feels like to have problems from fiancés to finances we know what it feels like to have problems from employment all the way down to engagements we all understand what it feels like to have problems but that's not what he raises he raises a more existential and more charring question he says how does it feel to be a problem He is saying that you are a person and your very nature, your very identity, your very presence, your very voice, your very vernacular, your very skin has been problematized by people who do not know how to understand your uniqueness and your individuality. And maybe I should raise the question, has anybody ever landed at Du Bois' question where you had to ask yourself, how does it feel to be a problem? And if we'll be clear, America is still telling 
black people that we are problems when we have schools that look more like prison preparatory academies than they look like educational institutions America is telling us that we are a problem when black unemployment runs twice as high as white unemployment America is telling us that we are a problem when you have a black college graduates who make less than white high school graduates America is telling us that we are a problem when you have a banking system that redlines black and brown residents into their communities and disallow them to have access to loans and mortgages that will allow them to live in communities of opportunity America is telling us that we are a problem when you have Haitian migrants who are being whipped and beaten at the southern border which looks more like a chattel slavery scene than it looks like a border patrol America is telling us that we are a problem when you have in Brunswick Georgia where you have a a jury that is almost all white in order to convict three white men for killing an unarmed black man and nobody sees a problem with that that's America telling us that we are a problem when you have a Congress that was willing to shut itself down in order to build a wall or steal health care from 40 million Americans America is telling us that we are a problem when you have politicians who can't spell critical race theory let alone understand what critical race theory is and they want to infiltrate our school boards and our school systems as a way of denying the truth about what this country has done to people whose whose skin has been kissed by the sun America is telling us that we are a problem maybe I'll poll the house again has anybody ever been felt and caused to feel as if you were a problem but oh I love that the boys does not stop at the question but the boys he raises his own answers and the boys gets to the point where he realizes that he is not the problem but the problem is the sick sabotage system that cannot handle his freedom cannot handle his creativity and cannot handle his power and maybe that's where we should be tonight that if the world sees us as problems because we love ourselves we ought to be able to say I'd rather be a problem if being a problem means marching to the drumbeat of God and not the mores of a white supremacist system I'd rather be a problem if being a problem means giving my all to life because I was not created to be a carbon copy of cheap people but I was created to be born an original and die an original I'd rather be a problem I wish I had some sacred holy problems that were in the sanctuary or at home tonight that could thank God if being a problem means going where God has called you to go and being who God has called you to be that before you dumb yourself down or diminish your own uniqueness and your own flavor that you would rather be called a problem anybody here say I'd rather be a problem before I take anything back before I reshape and reconfigure who I am in order to make people feel comfortable about me and with me I'd rather be a problem well, I know, I know, I know, but, 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 but that was a long runway to get you to this point that that's where we are in the text. We encounter 10 men 
who've been labeled as, framed as, uh, identified as problems uh, because there's something different uh, about their skin. These 10 men, uh, they suffer from uh, leprosy. And what's unique about leprosy uh, is that you were legally allowed to be ghettoized or quarantined uh, or marginalized when you have uh, leprosy. When you had leprosy, you were forced to live uh, in leper colonies. When you had uh, leprosy, the law indicated that when you came in contact uh, with anyone else, you had to declare unclean, unclean. Uh, I know you all heard that before, that when you had uh, leprosy and you came in contact uh, with another human being, the first thing uh, you were supposed to say was unclean, uh, unclean. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying there? Because uh, this was not just a physical condition. Uh, leprosy was also uh, a psychological condition. Can you imagine having to go through life and rehearse your problems uh, in public? In fact, I wish there were some people who were excited that when you walked into the St. Paul Church tonight, uh, you didn't have to announce yourself by your issues uh, and your deficiencies and your setbacks. Uh, am I talking to anybody tonight uh, that can be grateful that when you logged in to Zoom uh, or into worship, you, you didn't have to put in the chat, liar, liar. Uh, you didn't have to declare deceiver, deceiver. You didn't have to say cheater, cheater. Am I the only one that's grateful that when I came to worship tonight, uh, I didn't have to identify myself uh, based on my problematic past uh, or my difficult present. Uh, but when I came to church tonight, uh, I was able to enter the space, uh, into the Zoom room, uh, into the, the worship experience, uh, believing that I need a creative encounter with a Jesus that can meet me at the point of brokenness and the extremities of my vulnerability and remind me that I can have the life I was created to live. Am I talking to anybody that can say I'm grateful for a creative encounter with an ever-living, ever-loving, ever-present, ever-creative God that will not let me go? I wish I had just a few more folk who can celebrate that, that you were created in the image of an ever-living, ever-loving, ever-present, uh, ever-creative God uh, that will not let you go. Maybe the third time's a charm. Uh, is there anybody uh, that can get excited uh, that when you came to worship, uh, you were able to believe uh, that you were going to have an encounter uh, with an ever-living, ever-loving, ever-present, uh, ever-creative God uh, that could give you the life you were created to live. That's where they are. That, that the text introduces us to 10 men who have become problems because of their skin. 10 men that are allowed to be discriminated against because the law. And can I say this? That sometimes the way Dr. King says that some laws are not worthy for us to honor because those laws are within themselves immoral. And maybe that's what we need in this moment where we are called to reimagine who we are as the people of God in a post-COVID world, uh, that we need to have the kind of uh, radical, rebellious uh, imagination that says we will not make peace with injustice, uh, and we will not allow people to treat us and talk to us uh, and diminish us uh, any way they want to. I love this, uh, that these men, uh, they encounter Jesus, uh, and Jesus gives them a new lease on life. You all have a few more moments for me to talk about this new lease on life. Okay, first thing I see here is if you want a new lease on life, 
you have to embrace unplanned encounters. If, 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 if you want a new lease on life, sometimes you have to learn how to disengage from your preset configured understanding of how God's supposed to move and when God's supposed to move. That sometimes you have to allow yourself to deviate from what your iPhone tells you is next in order for God to reach into your life and pull out something you never thought was possible or something you thought was no longer possible. I love this text because what we see here is that Jesus encounters them and when Jesus encounters them, they don't mismanage the unplanned moment. They don't diminish the fact that Jesus shows up in an unexpected place, in an unexpected way, in an unexpected time and does something unprecedented. That sometimes if you really want God to shift and upgrade your life, you need to have the kind of posture that says, I've learned not to waste the surprises of God. Anybody ever been surprised by God? Has God ever propped into your life? Has God ever hacked into your crisis in unplanned, unexpected, unthought of ways? And you almost missed the moment because you wanted God to function one way. But God decided to do what God does, and that is to be sovereign. I thank God for a God of surprise. I thank God for the God of the unrequested and the unexpected. Anybody ever had some unrequested, unexpected? Uh, encounters with God. Uh, I know that many of us, we have consistent prayer lives, uh, but this is a word for some folk uh, that you didn't know to call on God, uh, but when God showed up, uh, you took advantage of the moment. Uh, you didn't know that prayer uh, could give you another inch of courage and another uh, pace that will allow you uh, to live the fullness uh, of who you are. Uh, but when you learn how to trust God, uh, even when God functions out of time and out of place, uh, and unexpectedly uh, you will find out that God's surprises uh, are really opportunities uh, for you to tap into uh, unprecedented power okay let me see let me see if I can say it this way the text says that Jesus encounters these 10 men uh, he is encountering them uh, because he veers off the expected path uh, and he takes the border uh, between Samaria and Galilee remember I told you that when you had leprosy uh, you were relegated to leper colonies uh, I have always contended that perhaps uh, Jesus encounters these men uh, in a village that does not merit mention on a map uh, in a place that does not have uh, any archaeological evidence uh, because when Jesus encounters these men, uh, perhaps there's no name on the city. Uh, perhaps they're surprised to see him uh, because he encounters them uh, in a leper colony. Remember, when you had leprosy, uh, you were not allowed to leave your colony uh, without certain permissions uh, and all ten of them just happened uh, to be outside of their leper colony. No, I've proposed that maybe Jesus encounters them uh, in a place that other people have marked as out of bounds. Uh, maybe Jesus encounters them uh, in a place other people said uh, is beyond the boundary. Uh, maybe Jesus encounters them uh, in a leper colony. Uh, and this is what blesses me uh, when I think about the fact that Jesus uh, goes into a place uh, where he's not supposed to go into uh, in order to have this unplanned encounter uh, with these pitiful brothers uh, is because we 
actually do have a God uh, that crosses over borders and boundaries uh, in order to bless us in ways uh, we never thought possible. Uh, I don't know about you, but I grew up in Texas uh, and I'm glad that Jesus does better border patrol uh, than ice can do border patrol uh, because when life kicks me to the margins uh, and pushes me to the borders, uh, I'm glad for a God uh, that will step over the line uh, in order to get to me. Uh, am I looking at anybody tonight uh, that you can look back over your life uh, and thank God that you were never out of reach uh, from the God that could give you uh, exactly what you need? Uh, am I looking at some folk uh, who are living on the borders of sanity, on the borders of their own strength, uh, on the borders of their family, uh, on the borders of their job, uh, on the borders of their church, uh, on the borders of their community? Uh, and Jesus says, you're never too far uh, from me to reach you uh, right where you are. Uh, am I looking at some folk uh, that can say you're looking at somebody uh, that God had to reach way down uh, in order to bless me uh, so I could be who I am today. Uh, no, I need some people tonight uh, that can say I didn't meet God in the sanctuary. Uh, I met God in the street. Uh, I didn't meet God in the church. Uh, I met God in the club. Uh, I didn't meet God in the safe place. Uh, I met God in the wrong bed at the wrong time with the wrong person. Uh, but I'm grateful for a God uh, that does border patrol uh, and captures me uh, when nobody else sees potential in me. Uh, I love this because Jesus encounters them in this unexpected place. But look what they do. I love what they do here. I love what they do here, Dr. Scott, is that when they see that it's Jesus based on whatever they've heard, they say, Master, have mercy on us. Now, that ought to be enough for you to shout. But I think you forgot what I told you about five minutes ago. When you had leprosy, according to the law, the first thing you're supposed to say is unclean, unclean. But they practice some civil disobedience. Uh, they break the law because they don't say unclean, unclean. Uh, instead, they say, Jesus, uh, have mercy on us. Uh, they were supposed to rehearse their issues. Uh, but instead of them rehearsing what's wrong with them, uh, they start to speak to their possibilities. Uh, instead of them using the script uh, that the world had written for them, uh, unclean, unclean. Uh, instead, they write their own script uh, and they say, Jesus have mercy on us and that's what I've learned child of God that sometimes you have to shift your language in order to change your life that some of us need some tongue transplants some of us need to upgrade our language some of us need new lexicons because we've been speaking the same old tired depressive this this empowering script our whole lives but am I talking to somebody at home tonight that can say that's what I'm doing this year I'm getting ready to shift my language so I can shift my life am I talking to anybody that can say I'm not going to prioritize what I can't be and where I can't go and what I can't do but I'm going to learn how to speak into my tomorrow because I know who I am and I know who holds tomorrow am I looking at anybody that can say I woke up this morning telling myself I am creative I am creative I am powerful I 
I am powerful. I am loved. I am loved. I am delivered. I am delivered. I am saved. I am. I wish somebody would shift your language tonight. They had to shift their language in order for them to shift their life. They should have said unclean, unclean. But when you have an opportunity to speak to your tomorrow today, you better make sure you have the right language to define yourself and to dictate exactly what God can do. Oh, but what's powerful in this text is that they say unclean, unclean. They don't say unclean, unclean. They say master, have mercy on us. But here's what's powerful. The fact that they could talk anyway uh, is already a miracle because when you have leprosy uh, it didn't just make your skin numb uh, and it did that uh, it also robbed you of your vocal cords uh, and it also diminished your vision uh, when you had leprosy uh, you had no voice uh, you had no vision uh, and you had no feeling I'm gonna say it again when you had leprosy you had no voice, you had no vision, and you had no feeling. Maybe third time's a charm. When you had leprosy, you had no voice, you had no vision, and you had no feeling. I have a funny feeling that some of us know some lepers, don't we? People with no feeling, people with no vision, people with no voice. Am I talking to anybody that can say, I know some lepers, people with no vision, no voice, no feeling. Some of us married some lepers. Some of us work for some lepers. Some of us serve some lepers. Some of us procreated with lepers. Some of us raised some lepers. Am I talking to anybody that can say, I know some folk who have no vision, no voice, and no feeling. But am I talking to anybody that can say, when you come in contact with Jesus, Jesus can restore everything life took from you. I'm not talking about cars and jobs. And homes. I'm talking about the stuff that makes you you. Anybody grateful for a God that has a career in restoration? I wish somebody on this thankful Thursday could just give God some glory that God can restore your vision and restore your voice and restore your feel. Anybody tired of living numb? Anybody tired of living with no voice? Anybody tired of living with no vision? Oh, when you come. I'm in contact with Jesus. Uh, Jesus will give you your voice back. Jesus will give you your vision back. Uh, Jesus will give you your feeling back. Uh, am I talking to anybody uh, that can say, Lord, send a revival. Uh, Lord, send a revival. Uh, Lord, send a revival. Uh, and let it begin in me. Uh, I want to live again and preach again and sing again and dance again and lead again and love again uh, and worship again uh, and write again and move again. Uh, anybody grateful that Jesus can receive? store in some unexpected places okay i'm holding this too long you have to embrace you have to embrace unplanned encounters if you want a new lease on life but but you also have to learn how to examine your change extensively you all know the story it says as they went they were made clean 
I, I, that, that, that's not what I came to preach tonight. But somebody ought to be excited that sometimes your transformation is connected to your mobility. That so many of us have been so stationary. That's the reason why we have not allowed our lives to be put in a new gear. Because we only know how to practice stationary spirituality when God is calling us to mobile ministry. That sometimes the greatest revelation you're looking for is connected to your footsteps. Am I looking at some folk that can say, in fact, that's what I need to do. I need to stop sitting a while around and waiting around. I have to learn to put my feet in action and allow my feet to prophesy for me. I don't know who you are tonight, but there's some places that have been waiting for you to walk in, but you have to trust your feet as they went. They were made clean, but I love this, Dr. Scott, is that one of them saw his change. And in the middle of pursuit, does a U-turn and goes back to Jesus. And I've been trying to figure this out for years. Why would he go back to Jesus when Jesus tells him to go show himself to the priest in order when you had leprosy in order to reintegrate into society in order to be allowed to go home. One of the priests in the synagogue had to sign off on your transformation that you could not go home until somebody at the church was able to confirm that you've been healed or not. Jesus sends them to the priest not because uh, the priests are going to heal him uh, Jesus sends him to the priest uh, because the priest is the one uh, who's going to allow him them to go back home uh, but in the middle of the process uh, he sees his change uh, he busts the U-turn uh, and then he goes back to Jesus uh, and for years I thought this was disobedience Doc, uh, and then I looked at it again uh, and I realized why he goes back to Jesus uh, he goes back to Jesus because it's right there in the text he was a Samaritan. He was a far. He was a foreigner. You will remember that that in the ethno-religious culture of the time, the Jews and the Samaritans did not intermingle. In fact, the Jews believed that the Samaritans were unclean and uncovenantal. They believed that these people were inferior and less than. And so maybe he says to himself, "Why am I going to try to get validation from a?" Jewish priest uh, who's not going to embrace me in the first place uh, when I can go back to Jesus uh, who saw me when I was itchy and blind uh, and voiceless uh, and gave me an opportunity. Uh, oh, I wish I had somebody that caught that in your spirit uh, that you're going to tell yourself uh, you will not cheapen your change uh, by trying to get validation from people uh, who aren't going to accept you in the first place. Uh, and that's what we need to stop doing. Uh, we need to stop dumbing down our change, uh, trying to get permission and affirmation uh, and validation and legitimacy uh, from small-minded, narcissistic, uh, egotistical people who don't understand the richness of us uh, in the first place. Am I looking at anybody tonight uh, that can say, I don't have to get uh, an affirmation or confirmation uh, on what God has done in my life uh, from people who don't see me uh, as a person in the first place. Uh, if you can't handle me in my leprosy. Uh, you don't deserve me when I'm whole. Uh, if you can't handle me when I'm down, uh, you don't deserve me when I'm 
up. If you can't handle me when I'm broke, you don't deserve me when I'm promoted. If you can't handle me when I'm sick, you don't deserve me when I'm well. Am I looking at anybody tonight that can say I'm not spending another moment trying to cheapen my change, trying to please people who aren't even interested in pleasing God? I didn't come to church to be affirmed by you. I came to church because there's a God who saw me when nobody else saw me. I wish I could get at least 10 people that can say, I don't need your affirmation. I don't need to be in your clique. I don't need your write-off. I don't need your recommendation. I don't need your recognition. Because when I woke up this morning, I was already affirmed. Because I love a God that loves me. Am I talking to anybody anywhere that can say, I don't need a second opinion. I don't need anybody's affirmation. I'm going back to Jesus. Anybody else been guilty of trying to please people who don't deserve your time, don't deserve your attention? Anybody else trying to show people how saved you are and good you are and perfect you are? I need somebody that can say, we don't need kingdom hall monitors. We don't need church bouncers because we didn't come here in order to fit in. We came to church in order to give God all the glory. I wish somebody said, I thank God I've gotten a prayer through. Where are my prayer warriors? I need some prayer warriors. No, 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 no. Where are my prayer warriors? Where are the people who stay on their knees because they know the greatest weapon they have against the forces of confusion and rejection is the power of prayer. That's what they do. They talk to God. And then what happens? He makes a U-turn based on what God did. I'm looking at a house full of blessed folk, but some of us have received yeses from God and we still walk around in the no. He looked at his skin, saw a yes, and made some directions, directional updates with his feet. And you better stop living no when God has given you a yes. And sometimes you have to learn how to bust a U-turn and go in a better direction. When God gives you what you ask for, you have to say thank you with your feet. And say thank you with your redirection. And say thank you. Anybody say, I'm tired of giving God lip service uh, that is empty and impotent. Uh, I want to tell God thank you uh, with my whole being. Uh, and sometimes I got to be like uh, this Samaritan. I have to bust the U-turn uh, and go back yes, to Jesus. Yes, I don't know who you are. <laughs> I don't know where you are. But if God's done anything for you, you ought to prepare that U-turn. I, I, I don't know what has your attention. I, I don't know what you've been trying to be affirmed by and loved by and embraced by. But I need you to know that you've already been embraced uh, by the God of the you an ever living, ever loving, ever present, uh, ever creative God. Uh, and you don't need to cheapen your change by trying to find validation from the wrong folk. I don't care what title they have. They still aren't God. I don't care how long they've been in the church. They still aren't God. 
I don't care how long you've been trying to kiss the ring and cozy up to them. You ought to wake up this morning, uh, tomorrow morning, and say, I'm doing a U-turn, uh, and I'm going back to the one that embraced me uh, when I was down and out low and left behind, because that's how good God is, uh, that God gives you the kind of transformation that you don't need anybody to sign off on, uh, because if God said it, uh, that ought to settle it for you. Uh, is there any body that can say my God did more than I ever expected I'm done I've held this too long embrace unexpected unplanned encounters you have to examine your change extensively but lastly you have to learn how to be empowered beyond your expectations I'm done look what happens it says he busts the U-turn, goes back to Jesus. And the Bible says when he gets back to Jesus, he starts praising and worshiping. <laughs> I don't know how you feel about that. But, but, but I heard pastor say when he was raising the offering that if God's done anything for you, it ought to be easy for you to show some kind of sign. He, he, he busts the U-turn and he goes back. Jesus, and I love this text because the text says uh, that Jesus does not try to micromanage his blessing. Uh, Jesus tells him, get up, go on your way. Your faith has made you whole. I wish this church folk understood just how powerful your faith was uh, because it's your faith uh, that has actually gotten you as far as you are today. That Jesus does not try to micromanage his blessing. Uh, Jesus just wants him to know what's the source of his blessing. Uh, and Jesus says, it's your faith uh, that made you whole. Uh, and I need somebody tonight uh, that can understand I don't need uh, any holy oil from 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 Jerusalem. I don't need to buy on, on, on any TBN or the word network the right cloths and the right oil and the right water. All I need is my faith. And if I have faith the size of a mustard seed, there is no mountain that will not be removed. Am I looking at some folk tonight that can say, I don't need to get spooky. I don't need to run around the church and jump up and down for God to be God. You might lose some weight and run off some calories, but God does not need you to run around and buy the right oil and get the right cloths in order for you to access the power of a holy God. All you need is faith. And am I looking at anybody tonight that can say faith is what got me here? I had to faith my way out of bed. I had to faith my way through work. I had to faith my way through that assignment. I had to faith my way through that marriage. I had to faith my way through parenting. I had to faith my way into the sanctuary tonight. Am I looking at any faith folk that can say, I don't need all the accoutrements. I don't need all of the icons and the symbolism. All I need is a word of faith. And it's faith that has brought me thus far. Can I get some testimonies on faith tonight? Has anybody outlived what was supposed to kill you? That's faith. Has anybody survived toxic relationships? That's faith. Has anybody survived egotistical, self-righteous church folk who are more interested in bragging about their so-called blessings than being a blessing? Somebody else say it was.
was faith uh, that got me here today. Uh, faith that moves mountains. Uh, faith that crosses seas. Uh, faith that does the impossible. Faith that does the unthinkable. I need some faith folk tonight uh, that can say I'm a living, breathing, moving testimony uh, that is by the faith uh, of an ever living God uh, that I'm able to open my mouth uh, and give God one more praise. Uh, I'm able to open my mouth uh, and give God one more word of glory. Uh, are there any faith folk here tonight uh, that can say faith did it. Uh, when my money was low, faith did it. Uh, when my mind was in shambles, faith did it. Uh, when my spirit was fractured, faith did it. Uh, when I didn't know what to do and where to go uh, and how to get there, uh, it was by faith uh, that I made my way. Uh, I don't live by sight. Uh, I live by faith. Uh, and when I put my faith in God, uh, all things shall be called possible. Uh, can I get somebody anywhere uh, that can say, I thank God for faith. Uh, faith fights my battles. Uh, faith helps my prescriptions. Uh, faith helps my therapist. Uh, faith helps my surgeon. Uh, faith helps my tax uh, man or uh, tax woman. Uh, somebody say, I do it by faith. Uh, Jesus says, get up and go uh, because your faith uh, has made you whole. Uh, but I love the fact that he's sitting there worshiping. Uh, he prostrates himself. Uh, you know that prostrate is a symbol uh, of worship. Uh, and my pastor always told me uh, that worship is the combination of two Anglo-Saxon words. Uh, worship, uh, which means I worship God uh, based on what God is worth to me. Uh, so that means if God has low worth, uh, then I'll give God low worship. Uh, but if God has high worth, uh, then I have to give God high worship. Uh, because you worship God uh, based on what God is worth to you. Uh, and I don't know about you, but when I sit back and think about uh, the goodness of God, uh, God's worth goes up. Uh, when I think about how God saved me, uh, God's worth goes up. Uh, when I think about how God redeems me, uh, God's worth goes up. Uh, when I think about how God heals me, uh, God's worth goes up. Uh, when I think about how God saved my children, uh, God's, God's worth goes up. Uh, when I think about how God uh, supplied my needs, uh, God's worth goes up. Uh, I haven't caught you yet. Uh, am I looking at some people tonight uh, that can say, when I think of the goodness uh, of my great God, uh, God's worth goes up. Uh, when I think about how God shows up, uh, God's worth goes up. Uh, when I think about how God fights my battles, uh, God's worth goes up. Uh, when I think about how God forgives me uh, and forgives me and forgives me and forgives me and forgives me. Uh, Y'all know I can stay there all night and forgives me. Uh, I said and forgives me uh, and forgives me. Uh, God's worth goes up. Uh, am I talking uh, to anybody uh, anywhere uh, that can give God some high worship uh, because God has high worth uh, and after worshiping God, uh, Jesus says go on your way. Your faith uh, has made you whole. I'm done Dr. Scott, uh, but I need you to hold up just for a moment uh, because that's another word for healing there. Uh, when they all went and were made clean, uh, that's the word uh, but this 
this word that Jesus pronounces uh, over this brother is not the word iathe uh, in the Greek. It's the word sozo uh, that all nine, all ten of them uh, get iathe. Uh, that's physical healing. Uh, but he's the only one uh, that gets sozo. Uh, that's complete healing. Uh, comprehensive coverage. Uh, no spot missed. Uh, mind, body, and soul. Uh, inside and out. Uh, they all get the Athe, but he's the only one that gets Sozo because he had enough sense to turn around and say thank you. Good evening, y'all. May the Lord bless you real good. But I want to know am I talking to anybody that can say, My God has given me more than what I asked for? He didn't just get the Athe, he got more than what he asked for because that's how good God is. Your God does not create ceilings based on your prayers. In fact, your prayers are the floor for what God can do. Your prayer is where God stops, but God has no ceiling, and our God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all you can ask or think according to the power that's at work in us anybody ever receive more than what you asked for you wanted a job but God gave you a career somebody shout more you wanted a boo and God gave you a companion somebody shout more you wanted to be saved and God gave you a full ministry somebody shout more is there anybody that can say Lord I thank you for more than what I asked for for more than what I thought was possible for more than I thought I could do and guess what you're more is connected to your thank you. I ought to hear thank you all over the building. Come on, I ought to see thank you all in the chat. Where the thank you in the house? Come on, where's the thankfulness in the house? Somebody shout more. 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 Won't God make a way for you? Won't God open doors for you? Won't God provide for you? Won't God give you joy? Won't God give you peace? Somebody shout more, 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 more. Eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, it has not entered anybody's imagination because your God my God our God is able to do more somebody ought to shout thank you come on somebody ought to shout thank you come on somebody ought to shout thank you somebody ought to write thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. More. More. More.
My God. 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 Reverend Dr. Willie Dwayne Francois III is the Lord's preacher. What a word. 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 Thank you, nephew, for letting the Lord use you in a mighty way. Y'all can sit down for a moment. I'm getting ready to open doors of church. But before we do that, what a word. I don't think he left any stone unturned. And um, this is the first Thursday. You know, here's how, here's how we as church folks, if we never heard of anybody, you know, it's like the faithful few will make our way. But, but I guarantee those that have listened to him online and heard him live, y'all going to go tell somebody whenever his name is mentioned here at the St. Paul Church, you need to come what? Hear him. What a word. Come on. Can we celebrate this preacher? tried to tell you all tried to tell you all what a word thank you dr francois for letting the lord use you in a powerful way and many of us are here tonight because of a new lease on life there may be someone watching us right now i i just want to let you know you want to know how you got get that new lease the samaritan showed us you got to put it in the hands of jesus he made that U-turn and, and went and worshiped Jesus. And Jesus says, listen, your faith has made you whole. Go your way. I, somebody needs their faith to make them whole salvifically. And I want to offer Jesus Christ to you tonight. If you're watching us on YouTube or if you're listening to us on the phone, do me this favor. I have a short prayer with you and I'm going to ask you to make a decision I'm going to ask you to make a decision if you would just do me this favor right now just bow your heads real quick and repeat after me Lord I want a new lease on my life I want to get connected to you as Lord and Savior I believe you sent Jesus to die for my sins and I believe you raised him from the dead and I believe one day he's coming back but until then send your Holy Spirit into my life forgive me of my sins give me this new lease on life in Jesus name I pray amen Hear me and hear me well. If you are watching us online, Facebook, or our website, if that prayer was for you and you know you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ tonight, you can have it right now. If you would, just type in salvation in the chat. One of our digital ministers will reach out to you and let you know what the next steps are. If you're listening to us on YouTube or on the telephone, 
You can call the church office at 704-334-5309. Or you can email us at connect at spbcnc.org. Leave your name and your number of contact that we can reach out to you. And I guarantee by 5 o'clock tomorrow, we'll call you and let you know what the next steps are. We would love for you to be a part of our family. If you're in the house tonight, I don't want to take for granted that those that are here right now have that new lease. And so if you're here right now and you want a relationship with God through Jesus Christ, if you would just hold up your hand, just hold up your hand, just hold up your hand. If you want a relationship with God through Jesus Christ, hold up your hand. Do you really want that? Would you be willing to come on down? Come on down. Come here. I want to help you. We're going to help you make this walk. Come on. Come on. Oh, St. Paul, we ought to be saying thank you right now. We ought to be saying thank you right now. Come on, my brother. 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 We could do a whole lot better than that. us to the church, heard us on Facebook Live, called us and wanted to get saved, y'all. God deserves to be praised. Man, all right. So this is what we're going to do. I want uh, Rem Bernie going to go back there with you. We're going to help you to understand. So, hey, I'm telling you right now, I ain't going to be here third Sunday. I ain't, ain't going to be here third. No, you go with them. Go with them. Go with them. I ain't going to be here third Sunday because I'm going to Mississippi. But Jack State all corn football game. I'm letting them know right now. I'm just, yeah. Erica's gonna preach. But this is what we're gonna do. Third Sunday, we're gonna baptize you. He gonna baptize you, okay? He gonna baptize you. So I want you to uh, okay, terrible. James, walk with him. Come on, let's give God praise. On Facebook listen in social media can you can somebody just put some some praying hands some clapping hands about what god has done in this place my god my god he, he, listen here's here's the other call here's the other call here's the other call there may be someone here tonight or watching us online don't tell me you can't come to the lord through technology don't tell me you can't have a relationship with god through technology all right all right Okay, can I, Evelyn, can I be transparent tonight? 
I'm be transparent. I was so disappointed because it's only a few folks here. But after hearing this rascal preach and seeing that brother, listen, I'm I am not on cloud nine. I'm on cloud ninety-nine. Look at what God has done. We could have had a chipat house and nobody came. But when you get somebody who confessed Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, y'all, it's worth it. Jesus said that the shepherd left 99 to go find the one that was lost. It's worth it. So guess what? Guess what? Every song y'all rendered, every instrument you played tonight, every moment of ushering you did, every point y'all made as far as the media, your presence here tonight, and your preaching of that gospel made that a reality. Don't tell me what God can't do. And I don't know about anybody else, but if you can't get slap happy over there, you need to have your salvation check. God, you're worthy. God, you're worthy. I just want to thank. Come on, 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 come on. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. If you're watching us online and you're saying, listen, pastor, I know Jesus, but I don't have a church home. I would love to be your pastor. These men and women would love to be your brothers and sisters in Christ. If you would, if you're watching us on Facebook, on our church website, just type in connection. One of our digital ministers will reach out to you and let you know what the next steps are. If you're listening to us on YouTube or you're listening to us on the phone and you want to become part of the St. Paul Church, I would love to be your pastor. All you got to do is call the church office, 704-334-5309, or email us at connectedspbcnc.org. Leave your name and your number, and you can become a part of the tribe of St. Paul. We'll love to have you. We'll love to have you. Thank you. You've been so good. So. You've been so good. You've been so good. You've been so good. Listen, listen. Can, I want to do, keep singing. I want to do one thing. I want to do one thing. If you've been blessed tonight, y'all know your pastor, I believe, is sowing and reaping. If you're watching us online, if you're in the house, if you got an offering, I, I think I got a physical offering. Um, if you keep on your mask, just bring your offering on down. If you keep on your mask, bring your offering on down. Here's my, here's my offering. I'm just going to unload my clip. If, if you got a physical offering, you could come and put it in right now. If you're watching us online, if you would, go to GiveLify. Just put it on the sacrificial offering. Or you could go to our church website, put it on the sacrificial offering. Let's sow right now. I just want to thank you, Lord. Keep that up. Keep that up. Right there, right there, right there, right there. One more time. We're getting ready to get out of here. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Ushers, thank you so much.
for your graciousness, your service. Thanks to our parking ministry. Thank you all so much for your wonderful service. Thank you to our audio video ministry. God bless you all for your hard work. Let's give God praise for our music ministry, our praise team. Let's celebrate them. Thank you, ushers. Let's give God praise for our ushers. Thank you, ushers. Let's give God praise for this preacher. Was he not incredible tonight? Let's give God praise for our first impression ministry. How they checked you in. Let's give God praise for our medical team. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I just want to. I just want to. Listen, we're getting ready to get out of here. Next week, next week, next Thursday, my God, Dr. Willie Francois has set the bar hard. Next week, next Thursday, Bishop Joseph Walker III, the presiding bishop of the Full Gospel Baptist Church Fellowship, will be preaching. Um, he'll be here next Thursday. Uh, spread the word. And then, of course, encourage those who may have missed tonight's service. They can go to our website and our Facebook page and check out this wonderful service. I thank you all so very, very much. God bless you all. And um, since it's not a lot of folks in here, when I give this benediction, if you would just make your way out and we'll call it a day. Heads bowed, eyes closed. God, we thank you for the preaching of Dr. Willie Francois, the singing of our praise team, how our ushers have served, how our first impression ministry checked people in, our audio video ministry, provided sound for the persons who have come to the physical space for those that are watch watching us on virtual space we thank you god we thank you we don't take for granted tonight but more importantly than all of that we thank you for the brother that gave his life to you that wants to have a relationship with you we thank you oh god and help us to steward his life as far as discipleship is concerned God, if you would, dismiss us from this moment, never from your presence. Keep us in your sovereign care. Then, God, bring us back together either physically or virtually in this digital age where we can worship you in spirit and in truth. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Let every heart that truly believes say amen. St. Paul, I love you. God loves you even more. Be safe out there and have a good evening. God bless you all.